What's up, guys? We are back for episode 14. We're pretty excited about that. Um, Last week, we were talking a little bit about um, forgiving yourself and, you know, kind of when we go through social media, you know, there's we're seeing all these things of people being successful and they're working hard in the last and they just did their third workout for the day. And, you know, we're seeing all this (laughs) stuff that makes us feel like, man, I feel like I'm not doing anything, you know? Right. Um, and we get that guilt and then there's a need to forgive ourselves and how to move on past that. But I think um, we both kind of decided it was a great episode. I think we both were talking about it. And we're like, I feel like this topic of social media and productivity just we need to kind of sit on that a little bit more. Um, yeah. There's more to it than just the guilt associated to it, but that, you know, it also robs your productivity. So um, that's something we're going to be talking about today. You know, we got our Morgan Freeman's coming up. I think this is going to be a good one. We're kind of touching on the social dilemma. If you haven't seen that on Netflix, I definitely recommend you watch that after this podcast. If you have time, watch it before. Maybe you'll have your own thoughts going into this. Um, But yeah, let's get into this. Let's do it. So do you want to go with your right into your Morgan Freeman of this week? You know what? I think I will. Um, I actually, I think, yeah, Chad actually took the one. Well, he actually told me about this one first. And then I was like, dang it. <laughs> I didn't it. take anything. Yeah, you didn't take anything. I just anything. had it first because I wrote the script first. And you're like, oh, that's a really good one. So, but. I know. And then I listened to Chad's. And I was like, dang it. I wish I could have taken that one first. <laughs> but anyways, I got a different one. Uh, mine is Glenn Greed Greenwald. And he is an American journalist, author, and former attorney. Um, He's best known for publishing a series of reports detailing previously unknown information about American and British global surveillance programs. So if you know anything about Snowden loosely, he was tied to that. Ah, Um, okay. So he did an interview with Joe Rogan, and it was pretty interesting. Um, It wasn't the best one I've ever heard, but he did say some pretty interesting things about um, media and social media and big tech and all that stuff, which is kind of overlapping with what we're talking about. And uh one thing that he said that stuck out to me was that um, if you look at, oh, my mic is just slowly disappearing off camera yeah. here. Um, <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, his mic was just slowly drifting down the screen. Tighten, tighten up those knobs real quick. Yep, yep. We're going to need a media break here. You just I'll cut this out. Sing. Listen to me sing. All right, we are good now. So we are back. My mic is now secure. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Anyways, but yeah, he was kind of loosely tied to the Snowden stuff, all that. And uh, he was talking about how if you look through time, a lot of power was taken through fear. And if you can control people with fear, you can Mm -hmm. take a lot of power and money and all that stuff kind of comes along with it. But what we're seeing right now is throughout our country is like fear is what is really pushing people to the front and center at this point, you know, like, it's all about like, what are we afraid of? And who's going to fix that fear? That's just kind of like how we're we're going about. And he was talking about specifically in journalism, how people in 2007, 2008, 2009, were having awful ratings in the news. All of a sudden, they swing one way or the the other, as we see now, and they're, they're so Mm. popular, you know, they, they're, they're getting ratings back all this stuff, because they picked a side instead of saying like, we're going to be journalists with integrity and try and find the truth. They're like, we're going to be commentators with some truth sprinkled into that that's convenient for us. So right. um, I thought that was interesting. But he also was talking about like with big tech too, like 
um, this is something we'll go in a little bit more, but like with the algorithm, it's, it's driven by what you engage with. The more you engage with something, the more you're going to see it. And so like, if you're afraid of coronavirus, for example, you're going to keep clicking on it. You're going to keep getting more numbers and it's going to make you more and more afraid as you go on social media, which I'm not saying like you shouldn't be informed, but I'm saying like, be mindful that you'll be getting more content of those things you're clicking. So if you're like, I'm, uh, I'm afraid of Biden or something like that, like, or I'm afraid of Trump, you're going to get a lot more of that content in your feed. If you're leaning more left, you're going to get more and more left and it's going right. to be progressively more and more left. That's why we're right. seeing polarization. Yeah, if no, you're, exactly. If you're pro-Trump, you're going to get more and more and more Trump, you know, like, yeah. Um, yeah. so it's, it's just interesting. Um, it's definitely something worth looking into. You'll see that with social dilemma too. Um, that's, sure. that's definitely in that documentary, heavy, heavy. but anyways, Chad, nice. what's your Morgan Freeman? That was a good one. I like that one, actually. It's very applicable to today. Oh, actually, um, like for once you like mine. <laughs> actually, actually, I do. <laughs> no. Um, so just mine this week is a little bit more known to people. Uh, household name, Matthew McConaughey. Um, so he's Woo-hoo. an actor. Uh, I think he lives in Austin, Texas. All right, big, all right, all right, all uh, right. Longhorn <laughs> fan or whatever. He goes to their practice, all that. Um, but he was recently on a Joe Rogan podcast. I'm pretty sure that's where you got Glenn Greenwald too, right? Yep. Yeah, it's a big Joe Rogan week, you know. Um, so <laughs> he was on a Joe Rogan podcast. It's actually really good. Um, he's literally like filled with this Jesus, like one liner nuggets of wisdom that he just throws at you over and over again. And you're just like, where are you coming up with all this kind of stuff? <laughs> this like sage wisdom. Um, and he 100% says it with a worth the listen. Yeah. And he says it with a voice where it's like, I know you have a whiskey in your hand, um, and you're driving a <laughs> Buick, you know? So <laughs> like, that's like his go-to. Um, so one of the things that he was talking about with Joe Rogan is that he's a, he's a massive journaler. So he's been doing this for like 20 plus years. He's been like journaling all the things that are going on. And like he was talking about like how initially he used to journal when things were going bad, um, just to kind of like vent it out as well as just like kind of dissect it. Like what, why is this going wrong? What is going on? All those kinds of things. But then he started to like think about like, you know what? I need to start writing about all the things that are going well, like all the successes that are happening and kind of make it more of a, a daily journal. And one of the things that he said that really stuck out to me um, was he said that we dissect failure, but rarely dissect success. And that really hit home because a lot of the times people, when something's going wrong, you're going to do all you can to figure out why things are going wrong. Like, is it this or that? Like, is it this person that's like creating all this like failure in my life? Or is it, is it me? And then what part of me is it because of my childhood? Like all these kinds of things. But then like, when you talk about success, you usually are just like sitting in it, you know, you're just like, like just loving the moment of success. But what what if you would reverse that? And when you're feeling those times of like a failure, why don't you go dissect that success that you had before and repeat that? So one of the mm-hmm. things that he said like was that. like the, the times that he was most successful is when he was journaling. So when he stops journaling each day or like each week or whatever, like the time frame is like he started to notice that his mental health would kind of like deteriorate because like you're not keeping up with those things. And it's just like, different like it's different for each person you know like this that mental health aspect of looking at your success and dissecting that so you can repeat it for the future um yeah, i just thought that was good. really interesting and just like kind of i don't know 
wet my whistle a little bit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that's really good. Um, and I think to start off, you know, going into our topic about social media, I think you guys, it would be helpful if you go like, huh. subscribe, <laughs> follow. Um, yeah. You know, that's a good way to keep in touch with us. Let us know what you think. If you want to hear anything in specific in upcoming weeks, let us know. If you had right. any thoughts from this podcast, drop them below. Do we're it. excited to hear Do from all the you things. guys. All, so, the, all the things. Although we're going to be talking about some of the drawbacks, there's also just a lot of positives that come along with yeah, it too. Let's, so. let's start start with that because this whole podcast episode is all about like, does social media alter your productivity? Yeah. And if you watch Social Dilemma and if you pay attention to like the current stuff that's going on, you would say yes. And then here we are putting things <laughs> out in social media and putting out podcasts and YouTube and all that kind of stuff to really trying to get your attention. And I think what we're trying to do more so is like highlight that we have responsibility when it comes to social media and like tech. Um, And that the dilemma is not that it's there. It's just that how we are using it and how it's affecting us that we need to pay attention to. And like, yeah, just mindful of its effects on us. You know, like we think that we're controlling it, but there's some factors where like, is it controlling us too? You know, right. Yeah. And like, and that's the thing where it's, I think I've heard so many different like YouTubers like, oh, like it's not including me. Like I'm not that person, but it's like at the same time, like, yes, we are all, all vying for your attention. It's just like, where, where do you really want to spend your attention and your time? Um, yeah. so <clears throat> like when we get into it, like I first want to kind of quick reference like social dilemma. So like spoiler alert, if like you haven't seen it, like maybe go watch it real quick and then come back. Um, it's on Netflix if you don't know. Yeah. I mean, if you don't have a Netflix subscription, you can probably steal it from your, long lost uncle whatever um (laughs) so yeah so social dilemma real quick is basically like they're trying to uncover just this like this problem and the problem that they try and define is very difficult to define and that's really how they started out is like so what is the problem and you just they kind of like pan to like 20 different people like they're just trying to think of like i don't know how to articulate the problem concisely and when it comes down to it, it's basically like just looking at social media and recognizing it as something that's not altogether good and recognizing that with all the information that they have, it's really changing our behaviors. It's changing what we do. And it's also changing things like elections. It's changing mm-hmm. how people view sports. It's changing every and any kind of opinion And it's getting to a point where if you think about it, like go talk to your most conservative friend and see what their Facebook feed and then go talk to your most like liberal friend and see what their Facebook feeds like they look totally drastically different based off of what ads are served to them. And so what I thought was interesting is it's like their business model is really the huge problem, right? (laughs) Like they, their business model is to sell ads. Well, the how they're selling ads is by making sure that those advertisements get viewed and yeah. that they get viewed by people that want to actually view them. So it's mm-hmm. like, if, if I'm like, let's see, what's What's a good example? Like, all right, if I'm a dog person, right. And I am obviously go check out <laughs> Mars dot and uh, us. Um, like <laughs> just quick plug. <laughs> uh, sorry. Um, 
So it's like if I was a dog person, which I am, and they start serving me a bunch of ads for cat food, I don't care for cats. I don't have a cat. I hate cats. Like I don't want a cat at all. You know, like why would they serve me that ad? So like yeah. that's a waste of time for that advertisement to be sent to me. And so a waste what they of have and a waste of money. So, like, what they have to do is try and, like, oh, this guy actually wants dog food. Like, that would be a good thing to serve to that person. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's, like, that. This is the most basic level. But at the same time, <laughs> like, that's what they're trying to do is, like, trying to predict with all the data that they have from us what we what we want. And then, and then it filters into not just ads. Like, it's all this other stuff, right? Like, it's all yeah. this other, like, videos. So, it just keeps you hooked on and on. It becomes addictive, right? Yeah. And I mean, coming from the marketing side of this and actually running these ads, the amount of targeting that we can do on people is pretty insane. Like I can say I want a white suburban mom whose income is between X amount and X amount with this really? much education, with these many kids, uh, parent of young kids, parent of adult children. Um, her interests are soccer and I, like you can get into all serious? these super specific. Wow. Yeah, yeah. When you look at the back end, it's actually insanely crazy how targeted you can get if you wanted to. Um, and so, like, knowing that they're going to serve that ad to the person that you want specifically, which is actually, like, in some ways a good thing. Like, as a consumer, like, you're getting targeted ads where it's like, right. you know, you're not getting cat food ads. You know, like, that yeah. benefits yeah. you. It benefits the company because the company doesn't want to put a billboard up where, you know, nobody's going to be seeing it anyways. It's kind of the same idea. Right. Um, But like part of that, too, is like they know they're going to put that ad after something Facebook or Instagram or TikTok knows you're going to be super interested in. So you'll notice like as you're scrolling through, like you'll you won't see an ad for maybe three, four posts. But then like right before the ad is probably a post that's performing super well for them and they think will perform super well for you because you'll stop. So they know when you stop, your next engagement will probably be good. So like knowing that type of stuff, like they're engineering it so that like you will stop at this point to then see an ad so they get money so like they're and then because you saw something good you saw the ad whatever now you're just trying to pull that lottery machine crank to see what else is good like you're just trying to find the next good thing is all you're really trying to do so i guess like then like let's define the threat like what's the problem there you know like what why is why is it a problem that like that when you go onto YouTube, they have on the for like the browse page all the things that you want to see, right? Yeah. They you go on there and it's like all the things that relate to all the different views that you've had in the past, and it's like oh these are the videos that you'd want to see because each of those videos will have advertisements on it. So yeah. you they serve you this like it, why why is this the problem and what is it doing to us? I guess is what we should really define. Yeah, I mean. For me, I think the problem is, I mean, from a productivity perspective, it's just a sinkhole of just you'll go unendingly into this black hole. And, right. you know, before you know it, two hours is gone. You know what I mean? Like right. not even an hour. Sometimes it's two, three hours of just watching videos or like scrolling on Facebook and like going back be- back and forth between Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, like all these different things. Like you're bouncing back and forth. And before you know it, you're wasting time. And like, right. From a productivity standpoint, too, like you'll get a notification on your phone, right? That that ding goes off. What's going on? I need to go look right now. You know, yeah. like right now, as I speak, my phone is on my desk. And that's just like a subconscious thing of like, it's just with me. And yes. if it were to go off, if it lit up, I'd probably be like, oh, what's that? You know what I mean? Like, and those yeah. are things that as we're in a groove product from a productivity standpoint, like that just 
every time you get taken off of task, it takes a little bit to reset and go back in, let alone if you pick right. up your phone for five minutes, you know, like right. five minute looking at your phone is actually a 15 minute loss in reality of ramping up and speeding up work or ramping down and yeah. ramping up work. Yeah. And I think I like the lens that you look at it because like when it comes to what we're doing, like the lens is through helping you guys be productive. Now there is this like other lens that you can look at like social media and the threat that it is when it comes to like truth yeah, and what truth it is delivering, you mm -hmm. know, and like how it's delivering different types of truths to different types of people. So, or even like, if it is true. <laughs> yeah. So it's like the, what they use uh Kyrie, um, who was like, I think like a few years ago, he was talking about how the, the earth is flat. And then he talked about like, oh, the only reason that I said that is because I got onto YouTube and a trail of just YouTube videos and one after another, it convinced me like the, that the earth was flat. So like it has that ability. I mean, I'm not saying he's like a, a scholar by any means, <laughs> but it's like it's one of those things where it can deter your truth and start making you think a different way about something that might not be. So it's like it it askews your critical thinking skills. So that's like one lens. Yeah. And I think we could probably talk about that for days and days, but that's not really what we're about, right? Yeah. Like we're not really trying to talk about that part. We're talking about the part that's really stealing your time, mm -hmm. you know? And like, I think that's the thing that I've learned the most about productivity is, and just in general, is it's like, is time and how t time is so sensitive. And it's like, that's the only currency that we have, right? Because yeah. like it, it if you think about like all the time that you can spend, like when we did that audit, like and we the daily audit, go check it out, episode eight and nine, we'll reference it again later. Um, like you start recognizing that each minute is so important, you know, because it's like, all right, if I want to get all these tasks done quickly, each moment, it's like that time. And then when we talk then about social media, it's like that time suck, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's taking you away. And it's not just taking you away and being a distraction because it's like, it's fun it's taking away because it's addictive. Yeah. Yeah, you know? it's true. And like they, they reference the one part, right. In a social media or social dilemma where like the only other product that is sold to cut to a customer's base that they call the customer a user is when it's a substance like drugs. And mm -hmm. why is it that tech uses the same kind of terminology for their customers and they call us users? And it's like, yep. it's, and they relate it because they have this addictive part to it. So I, I looked up like just some facts on that. So there's a study conducted by like Harvard University. Um, I'm just going to read this for you guys quick. So a, according to a new study by Harvard University, uh, self-disclosure on social networking sites lights up the same part of the brain that also ignites when they they taking an addictive substance, the reward area in the brain and its chemical messenger pathways affect decisions and sensations. When someone experiences something rewarding or uses an addictive substance, neurons in the principal, principal dopamine producing areas in the brain are activated, causing dopamine levels to rise. Therefore, the brain receives a reward and associates the drug or activity with positive reinforcement. So think about the like button. Think about when you yep. post something and someone comments. All those things is kind of like a reward system that you're being filled with as well as 
finding videos that you like and the videos that, oh, this is interesting. Oh, this yeah. is interesting. Oh, this is interesting. You know, and you keep going through and you keep going through and then it starts becoming this thing that's addictive because you want that same feeling in your brain of, ooh, that was nice. I want that reward. Whereas it's yeah. like you're starting to salivate and you just want to get that <laughs> again. You know, it's like it's like it goes back to just like that simple like hierarchy of needs. So they're just getting to that easiest one where it's like, all right, this is your reward system. Let's just attack on that and attack on that. So then we can go sell ads more efficient, effectively, right? Yeah. And I mean, just like with drug use, as dopamine is received more and more into the brain, you need more of a stimulant for that dopamine to be hit the same way. So like, right. so like now, instead of you just being able to like, you know, what, what happened with Instagram in the very early days was like, you know, you got 10, 10 likes. You're like, all right, that was a pretty good post. And then like, yeah, now I need 15. Now I need yeah. 25. Now I need 500, yeah. you know, like you know, this. And like, this that's kind me... of how it went, like in comments too, you know, yeah. comments and likes. No, yeah, this makes me think of um, this podcast I listened to a long time ago, and it was talking about Friendster. And Friendster was like a pre-Facebook social media app, or I don't even, it was an app, I guess it was just on a computer at that point. And Friendster was one of those things where like you could just, same concept of, of Facebook, kind of go through all these people, get new friends, all this kind of stuff. But it ended up failing because a large amount of their users were like in Malaysia or something hmm. of that sort. Um, Interesting. And they started to find out that like a lot of the content wasn't relevant to people. So like that's what happens when you don't use these algorithms is that the content doesn't attract you anymore because it's yeah. like this is just what was recently posted. So they're on a different time zone. So I wake up in the morning at 8 a.m. while they've been posting during the day. I wake up and it's a bunch of like articles and stuff from a different country that I don't care about, hmm. you know? And like, it's not that I don't care about it. It's just like, it's just not interesting. It's not addictive to me. So it's like, yeah. that's when they start introducing these algorithms that then all of a sudden makes this news feed very specific to you, yep. you know? So I, I don't know. I just like, when you were saying that, I was just like, it made me think about like how they kind of do these different things to grab your like neurons and, focus them so that they give you this reward and everything. And so then they yeah. start adding all these little intricacies to make it even more like addictive because it's like, I don't care who you are. Like if you post a photo or a video on Instagram, you're going to be checking your phone for the next two hours, like <laughs> 10 times more than if you didn't post a photo, you know? Yeah. And because it's like, Oh, how many, like, let me see my ratio. Like I had some friends that like, they would delete their photo if it didn't get enough likes in the first hour. Yeah. You know, it's and a real like, thing. Th and it's like a real thing where it's like, then it starts like defining you, you know, it's like, Oh, this isn't a good photo. It hasn't like, and all this kind of stuff where it's like, uh, wait, why are we now giving our, like our, like, uh, self esteem and all our confidence to this group of people that I don't know as well as my inner circle, you yeah. know? And there's like, there's so many different cons, like, I don't know. I just could go all day about like that addictive <laughs> nature because you just want to stay in on that, you know? Well, yeah, I think it kind of has its roots in that, you know, tribalism mentality. Like we want to be liked by other people, you know, like, right. And social media is the easiest way to signal like what you think without having to face any repercussions at all for the most part, you know, like for the most part, you can just be like, yeah, I, I support this. And now like everyone's yeah. like, 
oh, I like that guy. He supports that too. You know, right, like, right. And you didn't have to do anything. You didn't have to, you know, march. You didn't have to donate to something. You didn't have to do anything other than say yeah. like a post that says like, I believe this. Right. And everyone's like, I like that guy. You yeah, know, like that's like, all you have to do. It's even simpler than that too, where it's like, um, my buddy Josh, he deleted his Facebook for like three years and he deleted his Instagram and <clears throat> sorry, and Snapchat and all these different things for a while. And he started to notice that like every like party that we went to or any any kind of interaction that we went to, he wouldn't be up to date on what's relevant. Like <laughs> everybody we like jo- joking about the most recent like meme and he'd be like, what? What's going on? <laughs> And then you're like, yeah. oh, let me let me show you real quick. It's like it's like this is the meme, and like then you get caught up. And it's like it's one of those things where it's like it's becoming not only like a tribalism within like the social media atmosphere. It's like it also then drags into like, hey, did you see that TikTok? Yeah. Let me show you that TikTok yeah. real quick. And like that's literally like how people spend their time. Like I remember when we lived in like Portico, like our apartments when we were in college. Like we would basically be sitting on couches and be like, yo, did you see this? Yo, did you see this? Like, and you just show each other like different memes. And like, that's what now they have group chats and all this kind of stuff to keep you in there and just keep you on the platform. Um, So like, which which with that, like it makes you want to be on the platform and take you out of real life. You know, like that's not real life. I'm sorry, but like, it's really like, I mean, it's real in some respects. It is real real in some respects, but like, you're you're taken out of what your work is your relationships what whatever it is like you're 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 not engaged in your present you know i mean like you're taken out of your present to go onto social media yeah i mean and it's not necessarily like i don't know i think it's more so looking at your priorities and like you start thinking about your goals and that's what we're all about right helping you reach your goals so it's like when you start looking at your goals and trying to reach them, well, like this is a distraction that can prevent you from it. And some mm-hmm. people it might not be, but like it's one of those things where it's like, I'm not saying that social media is like, is bad. Like everyone delete your Instagram. Like, no, <laughs> like, yeah. no, it's not that. It's more so like you need to start taking control of your intake. You know, it's taking control of what you're doing on it so that this like addictive behavior isn't just, like, oh, I hear it's addictive. It's more so it's like, all right, you're probably addicted too. And like, <laughs> I even noticed that I have issues with it when I started working from home. You know, like that was my biggest thing. Where it's like, mm-hmm. it's not that I like, I'm gonna delete my like Instagram or my Snapchat. Like I'm, I'm gonna stay relevant. You know, like I still want to have these things. You like, it's a, it is what it is. Um, But <laughs> I started to recognize that like I, when in office, I was rarely on my phone with Instagram and stuff like that because people are watching me. But like yeah. when you're working from home, who's watching you? Yourself? Yeah. <laughs> like your cat? Like who? who's paying attention? Like you could go on your phone while in a meeting, you know? Mm-hmm. And like that's when I started to recognize the real problem of social media is that it keeps you like distracted from what's actually important. Yeah. And so like first, like, like define your goal what's important to you like the one thing that i noticed is like you when on a zoom call like you don't always have to have like the screen up like you're just on a this a conference call with everybody well as everyone else is talking you're just scrolling through instagram the entire time you know you're just kind of look you're not really paying attention and like if that if your goal is to get a promotion you think that's how you're going to be getting a promotion by half paying attention to a meeting yeah you know 
And yeah. like it alters your ability to be productive because it's like it's stimulating your one side of your brain that wants to be refilled all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like it's saying, hey, keep doing this. You know, yeah. so once you do it once, you want to do it five times, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I was thinking, like, as you were talking about the dopamine respe- receptors, too, and like how they just constantly want to be fed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that feeling of like when you're in those boring meetings and that feeling of like my dopamine is not getting hit. Right. I'm bored out of my mind. And like, yes. I'm not saying you wouldn't be bored otherwise, but you're definitely going to yeah. be more bored when you're used to just constantly like hitting that dopamine right. on every We scroll. can't even like, stand in a line anymore without pulling out our phones. <laughs> it's true. You know, like I'm standing in a line at, at a coffee shop behind one person with six feet in between us. And like you can't even like – do that without having your phone like as soon like if you got out of your car and you forgot your phone in the car and you get in line then you're just like everyone else is on their phones as you're in line and you're just like oh crap what do i do now you know that's where we are now where it's like we hide behind our phone and then it's like all right so then bringing into work bringing into your productivity like it distracts you like be Mm -hmm. real you know and if you don't know if it distracts you let me help you out real quick Okay, (laughs) so we did this thing in episode eight and nine where we talked about auditing yourself. And the purpose of auditing yourself is to find out um, how productive you are. So it's not about making yourself more productive. It's about finding where you're currently at. So you'll be able to dissect your way through and find out, all right, what is causing me to be distracted? So what is causing me not to be distracted? And then you start implementing different things into it. But like first, do that. Find out if you actually are addicted to social media. Find out if you actually can put your phone down and not look at it for an hour. Find out. Or a you know, day. Like, or a day. <laughs> like it what is like what is your issues with that? You know? So first thing, go listen to episode eight and nine. But also audit yourself. It's a yeah. huge part of like finding out if yeah, take some action, you know? And I think that's the biggest call to action with this. Like, if you watch The Social Dilemma at the very end, they don't really have a resolution. <laughs> well, they, they say connect with us, but, like, the only yeah. place to connect with them is through social media. So, like, yeah. that was kind of, like, my thing with the end. Like, So, like, kind of to spin off for a quick second here, like, with Social Dilemma, like, and with most documentaries, it's going to be very one-sided in everything that they're saying. I'm not right. saying that there's not things to be taken from it there absolutely is but like also know the lens it's like if you're watching a documentary about meat that was made by vegetarians it's gonna have a spin on it you know what i mean like right and like if you're watching a video on vegetarians by people that are producing meat it's gonna have right. a spin on it it's just the right. same thing like but like just know like there are good things about social media we're not saying to throw everything out oh, but like sure. yeah um there's definitely like it's just the awareness you know like taking that action of like episode eight, eight and nine, like auditing ourselves and realizing like, I still, yeah. I have an urge to pick up my phone well, when I'm bored, you know, yeah. like it's, it's really like, it's, it's a part of us that we have to take control and notice that it's individually our own problem. Yeah. And that individual problem is also a collective problem. So the mm-hmm. only way to solve this collective problem of like this social dilemma is to everyone individually start changing yeah because this this like social dilemma is like is that this thing that's created by a few people can alter two billion people 
Yeah. Right. So like it's the opposite where it's like those two billion people have to choose how it's going to alter them. So you're going to have to choose whether it's going to impact your productivity or not. So like first, like like I, we said, like recognize the problem. That's what we tried to, to do our best at. Um, but then it's like start recognizing how the problem affects you. Mm-hmm. Right. And then start setting up barriers. You know, like I'm a fuel of. i'm a huge advocate of making sure that you're setting up barriers for yourself like it's like that old concept of if thy if your eye offends thee like pluck it out you know if Mm -hmm. your hand offends thee like cut it off you know i think that's biblical um i think you're on you're on yeah (laughs) um so but like that like the whole thing with that is to like start setting up barriers and ways to do that is like one maybe eliminate your distraction, you know, like figure out how to like control yourself with that, put it in a different room or maybe just lock your phone in a different way. Like there's a bunch of different apps for it. And now Apple and Android, if you're one of those people, like you can even have those apps on your phone where it tells you how long you're on your phone. But then also like, don't do it alone. You know, like that's Mm -hmm. the good thing about social media is that you can connect with people. You know, like that's what we're trying to do is like trying to find that accountability through the media where we're trying to help you guys out with our content, but also connecting with us so that you can stay with a group, you know, like so we can actually take on this dilemma individually, but also collectively. Yeah. And I I mean, I even have on my phone and like something that anybody can do is I have an app drawer for my social stuff that says junkie on it. So like whenever I go into it, it's like you're going in this to get dopamine. Like you need to understand that. Like, that's kind of like how I want to look at that is like, right. I'm going back to something most of the time habitually and not actually like yeah. cognitively focus on like, I need to right. go on Instagram right now. It's just right. like, my brain's like, it, Instagram. Yeah. like make because it hard like, for yourself, you know, make yourself think about it. Right. Because people are just like drones, you know? And I, I, I'm one of those people sometimes where you're just like, you're going through and you're just not recognizing it. Like, I don't know how many times I've opened up my phone and I'm on Instagram and I didn't even know how I got there. You know, I, I don't even like, I knew I was doing something, but all of a sudden I'm just like scrolling through Instagram. I was like, wait, wasn't I doing something before? Yeah. I don't even remember, you know, like, so it's like one of those things that I think helps me out a lot is like regurgitating and reinforcing my goals, Mm. you know, because it's like, it's basically keeping your perspective in like, what, what do I really want to accomplish? Um, so that when I do these things then it's like, Oh, like this is a distraction. Like you call it out, you know, instead of it just being like unknown and you're just kind of going through your day. Like, yes. Like I obviously can't always be that, uh, yeah. Like just like that authoritarian where I'm just like, this is how I'm going to do it. Like military, whatever. But like, it's, it's one of those things where it really does help if you call them out when you can. And that's, yeah, I, I think that really helps me personally. Yeah, you need to be able to call yourself out on this stuff. And yeah. I mean, like, we all we all have issues with it. Like like Chad said, like, we've all been in line, bored, jumped on Instagram. Yeah. We've all been, like, bored of the conversation and been like, I'd much rather be scrolling through Instagram than listen to this conversation. Yeah. Right now. Like, yeah. we've all had those moments. And it's for not sure. like we're all human. You know, we all want that dopamine. We all have our feeds yeah. tailored right for us. Right. There's, like, that's a thing to know is, like, some of us are just more susceptible to that hit than other people. And, like... Yeah, we but we're all susceptible to it in some shape or form, right? Um, so yeah, it's just, just like, because Kyle doesn't have any photos on his Instagram doesn't mean he's not susceptible <laughs> to this. You yes. know, like it, it's it's, it's one true. of those things where it's like there's different forms, 
and I think it's like it's also knowing the platform that impacts you. Like Instagram yeah. is mine. You know, like YouTube other people's it, yeah, YouTube. Like I, I know you're on YouTube way more than I am. I'm just reason <laughs> like I'm I'm now on your YouTube platform because like I get no ads now. So like <laughs> yeah. take that. Um <laughs> but it's like it's one of those things where it's like everyone has their um vice and it's mm-hmm. like not one's gonna be like the other. And it's it's so interesting to call social media a vice. You know, like ten no, years yeah, ago, like people were like, "This is like, like twenty years ago, social media didn't even exist." You know, so yeah. it's like it's just like that's the world that we live in, where it's like technology is like this omen that's coming after us. Yeah, and I think uh, I think it'll be interesting to see how this plays out because yeah. I mean, just like we're looking back at past generations and like questioning why they did that, like people are gonna be saying like how like why did they right. just let anybody do whatever they want on these social platforms and right. like have this happen like why did they allow algorithms to do this and like like it's a, i heard a good example right. the other day that was like what about when our kids ask us why we were using so much single-use plastic all the time like why why we destroyed parts of the planet by doing that stuff you know what yeah. i mean so like yeah i was thirsty i wanted water you know what i mean like yeah that's going to be your answer to it because like you didn't you weren't thinking like Oh, by me doing this, it caused this in fifty yeah. years. You no, know yeah, I mean, like, I mean, it's like, why did you guys use coal for so long to like get from one place to the other? Like, it's like one of those things, like, because that's what burned that, well. Yeah, you know, like uh, it was better than wood at the time. I think, I think social media is going to be one of those things where, like, yeah. our kids look back and they're like, "What were you guys doing?" Like, yeah, no, <laughs> like exactly. you were shaking your booty on Instagram. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, that's my mother. Delete. delete. <laughs> Like, I know there has to be so many embarrassing parts of social media. That's like, it's, it's, it's even one of those things where it's like, I don't even know if I can delete it. You yeah. Know? Like, it's, it's like, I made all these videos or like the other day, I think one of our like classes that I had to do at Liberty was like a Spanish class, but I had to put it up on YouTube on private. And I just realized that it was still on my channel. And I was just like, Oh, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> like, so like 240 like p like what is this crap like it's so ugly like (laughs) yeah there's gonna be so many embarrassing videos coming out but yeah Yeah. future child i'm sorry (laughs) yeah they'll probably be watching this at some point if they make it through episode 14 i don't know if they're gonna watch all (laughs) five thousand episodes that we end up doing you know but (laughs) all right it is your fifth birthday you're gonna have to go through all the episodes (laughs) you're gonna learn today (laughs) grab your mother as well because she has to listen as well so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah but all right well i think yeah, that was a good one that's pretty much our spiel um just kind of wrapping this thing up it's one of those things where we're just noticing it as a current trend and we saw that this is an opportunity to, to shed light within the productive area um yeah. so that's what we wanted to do so for that in transaction with what we gave you go like (laughs) subscribe and follow and share it with all your friends and all your friends friends and all their friends 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 so that we can addict everybody is that a word (laughs) we're gonna give you guys that good dopamine for for good purposes we're not trying to manipulate we're trying to give you that good dopamine you know like they also had to give us that good dopamine so that we can give them the dopamine and then it's just like a virtuous cycle Go yeah. listen to episode 10. We talked about that. Yep. So, you know, <laughs> full circle. We we can't get away from it, but, you know, this is the way we're communicating. And so. if you're still listening to all that gibberish, <laughs> thank you. Have a good day.
Later, guys. <laughs>